Attention, this is your captain speaking. Please secure all loose objects and strap in for void entry. Welcome to Whispers from the Void, a community-produced podcast about topics related to the classic Star Frontiers role-playing game. In this episode, we continue the discussion with Art Eaton, talking about the Star Frontiers computer game he is developing. How's your game coming along? We're talking about video the ve- games? The vector game, the RPG yeah. game that you're working on. Let's see. Uh, well, you know a lot of the, how uh, that started. That was the little temporary game to get us over the dry spell with uh, the Orbiter. <laughs> yeah, we seem to have still be on that dry spell. <laughs> we still seem to be on that dry spell after two years. <laughs> two years of since uh, 2007, which was probably a dry spell after 2006 or something wonderful. Yeah, yeah. right, because you had, you had done the first Orbiter release um, before I ever got back into Star Frontiers, um, or at least I think that's active the with other which, people. <laughs> I think it's the point at which we uh, first heads, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, that was. Uh, uh, I downloaded that. Yeah, you, know, you said, hey, you know, I'm a <laughs> Frontiers geek. That's right. Yep. I so I I played as a kid. Got my first game in I guess it would have been '84. Uh, bought it at the store at the PX there at Fort Rucker, Alabama, where I was living, and uh, you know played for a while, and then into high school, and got married, and had hadn't played for a while, and always had the book sitting there on my shelf, and decided to get back into it. So yeah, I hooked up with you on Orbiter, and so you have me to blame for having to do, or you have your own, yourself to blame for having to oh. do this podcast because you're the one that got me back into this. <laughs> yes, yes, uh, you you reap what you sow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Sorry about bringing you back into. All no, this. that's okay. I enjoyed. It. I've always wanted to get back into Star Frontiers. It's always had a special place in my heart. So, so we were. Back to your game. I know you've got the, the vector stuff. The spaceship combat is pretty much done and working and plays well. Yeah. How's, I, oh, I, I, I don't know so much about the uh, you know the multiplayer end. Uh, has always been touchy because uh, uh, my understanding about uh, you know how much communication is possible. Unfortunately, the vision that I had for the game was one where you can have uh, you know potentially a hundred or more different pieces running around the board. Each one has its own AI, and all that information has to be communicated between, you know, two to eight computers. So uh, there's potential for lag in the uh, the multiplayer thing. Yeah, I've got the spaceship combat uh, portion pretty well hammered out, and as you say, it works. Uh, there might be many improvements left to go. And, uh, I just don't get that much feedback from anyone as far as what should be improved on that part to make any major changes one way or the other. Yeah, well, maybe you will after this. They'll all go download it to play it. Ooh, outstanding. Well, you'll have to download a very much more recent, let's say, uh, version 2 uh, build 60, uh, I think is where we're at right now. Uh, and a lot of RPG stuff has changed. Yeah. Where before you had uh, just the space combat, then we added uh, a scenario creator, so you could get you know, everything 
plugged in and saved those scenarios in one shape, form, or another, or at least saved the game. Right. That 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 could still use quite a bit of work there itself. Uh, and then we started adding things like being able to, uh, you know, being able to talk to fighters from a carrier, and then adding the, you know, yet more functionality in one way or the other with different types of systems on there. And, you know, it it was all big kludge, you know, from uh, continuing ongoing. How do you build a game? Sort of idea. Uh, you know, building it as I did out of uh, uh, the uh, Nighthawks vector uh, rule system, attempting to adapt that pretty much directly. Uh, that was probably its only saving grace. After that point, there was no clan. <laughs> I think that's how many software projects start. Yeah, unfortunately. Uh, I finally took to uh, setting goals and writing notes. Uh, about uh, midway through the current push to uh, add in the RPG element to the whole thing. So how far along is that? I know you've got the character sheet at the beginning that lets you create your yeah. character. Yeah, we've. Uh, it's a completely new character sheet. You might yeah. not have seen that. Did you? I have. I, I downloaded it uh, probably about a month ago. Oh yeah, yeah. I yeah, played yeah. with it a little bit. Yeah, but actually, a, I, for some reason, I couldn't get beyond the character sheet. So that's as far as I got. Well, the uh, the uh, the menu selections and whatnot, you click this button first and then that button kind of sort of crud is you know, very much in the development stage. Yeah. Uh, it's a lot more functional at this point, a whole lot more. And the character sheet itself is completely changed. Uh, all of the... Uh, all of the sprites for the characters, how they move around, uh, the angle at which all the sprites are uh, rendered has changed from 45 degrees to 30 degrees. Uh, I'm uh, using more standard isometric display for uh, you know the characters as they walk around, attempting to pin down exactly what you know, what format the game should take, and actual gameplay, you know, what what do the characters, what should the characters be able to interact with? Right. Uh, you know, what do they do? You know, where's the fun? Is it multiplayer? You know, how can you, is there an advancement thing? Is it all short term? Is it scenarios only? Is it free play? And what I pretty much decided on, that it should be free play. You should be able to uh, have your character walking around somewhere, get into a ship, fly off, Go dock with the space station, walk around the space station, fly out of there, fly out with the star system, go to a different planet, uh, fly completely out of the Earth, just a different star system. I mean, I fly out into your uh, local solar system, you know, go to different planets, leave your solar system completely, jump to another star, do the same thing, be able to interact with any you know, planetary body or anything else out there. Having a little campaign counter uh, that's all relevant to you know the size of the solar you now how much you know how much uh, hiking you did around that solar system and how long it takes to jump from one to the other and you know kind of keep a timer so you know how many days have elapsed and everything else try to keep everything to the, a continuous timeline for the trip 
you know, how we prepare for this kid, and you know how long it's been since he started a particular mission or something else like that. That's kind of where the, uh, uh, the RPG side is at this point. At this point, you can go from one star system to the next. You can dock up with things. Uh, uh, if you happen to run into a pirate while you're out there flying around, and uh, if you actually manage to disable him or something, you can, you know, and uh, uh, it creates a hulk you know, that you can go dock with and you can get cargo off of it. And, uh, we don't have the ability to sell that cargo yet. That's coming in the next few days, but, uh, you know, little bits and pieces. Of course, it's very hard to get the inventory system working as well. Uh, that can be a very, uh, very difficult thing to program an RPG. You know, you either looking at putting everything into arrays, and then you have to find a clever way of figuring out where that array, after it's been saved and reloaded, where what slots it was stored in, and all these other little things, or you know, you can set up objects to handle them, or you know, it, it, it's a lot of decisions to be made. And it took me quite a while to puzzle all that out. It's all very much, uh, it's, or should I say, it's very difficult to figure out what I'm going to do when I don't know how the game looks when it's finished yet. If I was talking right. a different game, that'd make it a lot easier. Yeah, that's true. I've been filling in the background all the people and other things going on in all those worlds as you're traveling around will probably be a big task as well when you get to that point. Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> you know, the, I, I think I did the right thing at the startup uh, with, uh, with uh, let's just say, when you fly into a new planetary system, when you fly into a planet, or should I say, when you fly, when you come in proximity with a planet. Uh, right. That word, so. Uh, in the, uh, uh, you have multiple levels. Uh, you have the star map where you can look at all of the stars in the frontier. That's just a map you're looking at. Your ship can be a star system, and you can see the entire star system, and you, know, you can accelerate and intercept the planets. And the planets are in orbit, and they're in continuous orbit. And, you know, the orbit, you know, you come back later and the orbit will be, you know, the planets will be in a slightly different position. You know, they're continuing to move uh, in the game time scale that you have it set for that. So you know, you've got the solar system screen, and then when you intercept a planet, it goes to, you know, the local planetary environs screen, you know, which is where all the action takes place. And uh, when you fly into one of those, um, it randomly creates a scenario. It has, well, this particular planet has this likelihood and that, you know, this and that likelihood of that. And, you know, uh, says, well, you know, how often would, say, a Sadar show up? Or how often would a pirate show up? How often is the UPF there? How many civilian ships would commonly be there? And it kind of does some random stuff. So you really never know what exactly you're going to run into most places. And with those little random elements kind of starting everything and making scenario-specific things, special events, you know, running a, you know, making all of that something where, you know, you're just throwing these extra little elements or these substitution elements for uh, all of the, you know, the special things. This makes it a point where other people that may or may not be, or is this case, other people that may be interested in uh, contributing to the game can just make some small changes here and there. It's easy to say, well, you know, I want to I adapt scenario X 
this game. It shouldn't be too hard for them to uh, uh, you know make some little changes and uh, you know be able to actually add their own little adventure to the game. They can share out. And I'm trying to make the code where uh, the variables that they would have to change can be written into a little text file and uh, when you start up the game that text file will be read and you, know, you can actually add your own adventures to the game. I think I've made sure to uh, you know, be going down that road all along so I think this is going to be a lot of fun for some people. Thanks to Art for being the guinea pig and volunteering to be my first guest. I hope you enjoyed hearing a little bit about his history and some of the projects he's working on. I know I enjoyed talking to him. This interview was the first time I actually had spoken with him on the phone. Once again, thanks, Art. It's time now for our Choose Your Own Adventure segment. In the last episode, Alex received a distress call from his sister. The community voted and chose response three. Tear out of the monorail terminal, racing home as fast as possible. On with the story. Something in your sister's voice seems to have touched a nerve, and you realize that she probably wasn't joking. With thoughts of what could possibly be going on, you impatiently make your way off the platform. Once clear of the exit gate, you race out of the monorail terminal and head out onto the street, bumping a few fellow passengers along the way. Calls of, watch where you're going, and what's the hurry, echo behind you. As you brush past a slower-moving drow, you hear a chuckle, must have a bee in his bonnet followed quickly by a bellowing, Make way! Coming through! Coming through! Make way! Startled back into a recognition of your surroundings, you look back to see the Dralocyte hustling along behind you. Startled by the sudden change in demeanor, and the fact that he seems to be following you, you unconsciously slow down. Get a move on it, lad, the Dralocyte calls out. Time's a-wasting. Hurry up, or you're going to miss whatever the rush is all about. Don't worry about me, I'll catch up eventually. You can't decide if the Dral is crazy, knows something, or is just playing with your mind the way drows sometimes do. Do you ignore the drow aside as crazy and follow his admonition to hurry, continuing down the street and leaving him behind? Slow your pace to match his and question him while you're running. Stop and confront this being that has started following you. Once again, you can find a link to the poll for this segment in the show notes. Drop on over and place your vote for Alex's next action. Before we close out, we have a bit of community news in the way of game announcements. First, Shadow Shack's Wing Commander game on the StarFrontiers.info site forums is starting back up. If you're a player in that game, drop back in and pick up your character. If you're not a player and would like to be, head on over as well and join in the fun. Second, we're trying to establish a regular live online game session. The basic premise is that there will be a standing session, but the exact adventure, characters, and GM may bounce around as people's schedules allow. We're looking to use OpenRPG as the gaming platform. We're also looking to use Skype for voice communications if we can get everyone playing onto a conference call. We're still exploring this medium as a way to get our geographically dispersed community together and playing, so expect things to evolve over the next few months. If you're interested in participating, head over to the OpenRPG Live Play discussion thread linked in the show notes and get involved. Well, that's it for this episode. See you next time. Void Jump Complete This podcast was produced by the Star Frontiers Network. Check us out on the web at starfrontiers.info 